This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball, whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Pro Football Show to be named later. Sponsored by Bruise on the Balcony. Alongside Zach Zook, I am T.J. Weber. Heading into week two of the NFL Big Webb uh, will not be on this episode. He has given me his picks, however, but uh, the man, he's a busy, busy man. Everybody wants to hear his expertise, so uh, actually, I don't know what he's doing, but he, he's not going to be on the show today. But uh, Zach and I will break down week one, some of the best and worst things we saw, and then get you right into week number two of the picks. And uh, Zach, crazy week one overall. Um, a lot of things worked the same way we expected them to. But the big things that stick out in my mind were, obviously, as a Lions fan, hurt badly. The New York Jets blow them out completely, 48-17. to The Jets scored 31 points in the third quarter. I mean, what the hell's going on? Detroit at home, too. Pick six to start the game. First pass of Sam Darnold's career. And all of a sudden, the Lions can't don't have any offense. I mean, what the hell was wrong? I have no idea. The Jets <laughs> covered the over by themselves I know. in that game. And... The Lions just completely fell apart at home. Youngest rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL. He's just 21 years old on the road in a dome. That's what everybody's been talking about. What a tall task it was on Monday Night Football for him to go in and do that. Boy, did he kind of put to rest any doubters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, honestly, Sam Darnold looked good. I think the Lions looked terrible, so I don't give the Jets everything right now because the Lions just played bad. But... You gotta kind of, you know, give the rookie some some props and say, hey, you you played pretty good. And obviously, anybody putting up 31 points, it was nice. Big fantasy day for the New York Jets defense. Now number one ranked in fantasy. <laughs> very very interesting. Um, another shocker. Uh, I could say shocker. They should have won the damn game. Cleveland Browns and the Steelers tie. First time an NFL game has ever gone through a tie in Week One of the NFL. Which one is a bigger disappointment? The Browns, you think, or the Steelers? Ooh, I, I'd say I'd say the Steelers. Yeah, you're when you're one in thirty-one. Anytime you don't lose, it, it's it's still a win. Right. That's how that's how you spin zone that if you're a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> sure, the the Bud Light gates didn't open, but but they will. They will eventually. However, though, what were they? They forced six turnovers. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, Big Ben had four interceptions himself, and, and they still didn't win the game. So. Yeah, if you don't, if you force six turnovers and still don't win, to a degree, it's like, well, well, they're they're not gonna win again this year. Never, <laughs> they're never gonna win. Trey Wingo had the best tweet, and I wanna I wanna look it up so I can I can give it justice. I think I do remember it though offhand. He says the Browns ending the losing streak by going 0-0-1 to start the season off is the most Browns thing ever, and it's true. I mean, the fact that they finally break the losing streak but don't win, I mean, that is amazing. You can't script it better than that. And they had so many chances, too. Their defense gave their offense so many chances. The kicker had a shot. It was pouring down rain with the last time. It got blocked. I think T.J. Watt was in on the play for the Steelers. And it was just unbelievable. I'm sitting there like the whole bar. We were in at a bar here in St. Louis. And it was just everybody rooting for the Browns. Everybody wanted to see Cleveland not only win, but beat the Steelers. Can you oh, imagine yeah. the first game they win since oh, yeah. 2016 is the Steelers? Holy shit. Right. In the, in the season opener. So we're waiting for it, and he shanks it, or it gets blocked or whatever. I'm like, yeah. God. 
I mean, is it? Are you happy with a tie for the Browns? Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Be- because of the way they tied, no. Yeah. But if you were to just tell them at about eleven thirty before kickoff, like, hey, you're not going to lose to the Steelers, but you're not going to win either. <laughs> they would take it. It's the fashion in which they tied. They get the turnover. They get it down into field goal range. It wasn't even a tough kick and they still can't knock it through the uprights. Remember the Hard Knocks episode where Todd Haley's like, good job, you f***ing kicker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Not not a good job that time. I, I tell you what, the Browns are, they look pretty good overall. The, the Steelers weren't weren't great. And now no. I kind of want to change some of my picks. I, I obviously don't have them going to the Super Bowl, but I was completely unimpressed by Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I, that guy... May be done. Well, we said that last year too, and he mm-hmm. had a reemergence. But yeah. holy dude, he was bad. Yeah. It, well, see, I've been down on him, like like you said, for like a I want to say like the last year and a half now. It, he's just not consistent anymore. So you do see the four hundred yard, four touchdown games, but I feel like it's more because of Antonio Bryant, Antonio Brown, almost mm-hmm. said Antonio Bryant, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell more than it is big ben you know so oh, yeah yeah he, he was he was absolutely atrocious for our picks however i i don't know about you i felt pretty humbled by the time wasn't monday, bad. monday rolled around yeah <laughs> i i uh, was expecting worse to be honest I, I thought we did okay really uh if we look at the standings now currently listener wise uh blake stump leading the way with 11 total points so congrats to blake he's in the lead all right zach zook tied with two other listeners let's go with 10 at number two pretty good pretty good you're right there you only missed out Atlanta-Pittsburgh, not a great start. First two games listed. <laughs> then New Orleans-Indianapolis, Indi- Green Bay, and Detroit. That's 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 your losses. Mm. Myself, uh, I, was with, I was with some other listeners. I got nine right, tied with three other listeners. I had Atlanta and Pittsburgh, who both did not cover. New Orleans, oh my God, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I yeah. mean, that was, that was one of the locks. Thank God I didn't make it. I still lost my lock with Detroit. But what, what was my lock? I was thinking about that. I couldn't remember it when your the games lock, were going on. Did I pick the Saints? Oh, you guys went just the Rams. I mean, you oh, guys okay. did that, and we're not even fun about it. But you guys <laughs> won the, the locks, and I'm 0 for 1 on locks. So there you go. New Orleans, though. Fitzpatrick started that yeah. out and hit Deshaun Jackson for like a 65-yard touchdown to start things off. I'm like, okay, he got lucky. They tore them apart. Torched what was supposed to be a really good defense. If you would have bet me 150 bucks that Ryan Fitzpatrick would have gotten a rushing touchdown all season, I would have taken that bet. He gets it in the first game and four touchdown passes. Ryan Fitzpatrick! In, in the fashion in which he ran it into, he absolutely ran over Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams not having a last... A great last two games. Gives up the Hail Mary to Stephon Diggs, then last Sunday gets run over by Ryan Fitzpatrick. God, unbelievable. Uh, so Zach leads after week one. He's got 10. I got nine. Big Webb has eight. So we're all Big very, Webb very only close. Has eight. Only, so you got to kind of give him crap. However, we will say yeah. we called him an idiot. We called him a dumbass. <laughs> and I'll throw the dumbass drop in for myself. Dumbass. We picked Green Bay. Me too. <laughs> now, you're happy because they won the game. That's another story. They yeah. they lost the can, spread, but down yeah. 20 nothing. Aaron Rodgers comes back from the dead. One leg, takes mm-hmm. him down the field and wins it in one half. And uh, obviously, Bears fans hate Aaron Rodgers for right. good reasons. I mean, we can talk about I mean, how much time you got. That game was <laughs> insane. So the roller coaster of emotions as a fan of the team was unbelievable. Matt Nagy scripted 
like a college offense to come out. They're running QB power on third down. I think that was later in the game, but they're throwing screens left and right. They got the wing T formation. They got tackles lined up out wide. The opening plays, you obviously can't plan for that. And so they came out and marched it right down the field. And I remember texting one of my good buddies after that because they forced a three and out and then did that. And everybody's kind of got their eyes wide at that point. Like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> And I was like, All right, I was fine. I was like, you know what? They, I mean, they got to run an NFL offense at some point. Like, yeah. I know they script their first 15, 20 plays or whatever. And after they got off the script, by the way, they were horrible. Oh, yeah. Outside of Jordan Howard, they couldn't do anything. I have serious question marks about Mr. Trubisky. But, yeah, I mean, even my other buddy that's a Bears fan texts me the next day. He goes, as soon as it was 20 to 10 and Aaron Rodgers, I knew, I knew that it was going to happen. Oh, but, yeah. Even after Rodgers came back on them, the Bears still should have won the game. Clay Matthews. I agree. Well, the interception, too, that was dropped by Fuller. Exactly. I I thought that that should have been pass interference on the Bears, by the way. That's neither here nor there. Could have been. But still, you catch that ball, game's over. It still should have ended the game. And then Mitch Trubisky has a perfect opportunity. He has over two minutes left in the game. All you need is a field goal. Mm -hmm. All you need is a field goal. And it's Lambeau in September, so you can kick field goals there. He... Loses the game initially on 4th and 10. Mm -hmm. Clay Matthews makes one of the most boneheaded mistakes I've ever witnessed from a Packer. Right up there with, uh, I think it was Bostic, who dropped the onside kick in the NFC Championship game against the Seahawks in 2014. Wow. Yeah. It was right up there with that. So then they get a fresh set of downs, and they they still stopped them. I mean... Anybody doesn't know Clay Matthews just totally, totally destroyed Trubisky on 4th down and forever. Yeah. And he... You know, he hadn't proven that he could throw that pass anyway, and then Matthews right. clocks him three seconds after the, after he throws the ball. What an idiot. Yeah, I mean, that, totally. I thought that's where it was going to be scripted, where mm-hmm. the, the Packers have all this momentum getting yeah. back, make the comeback, and then the Bears end up winning on that play. Yeah. I, I swear it was going to be like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I remember turning to my girlfriend, and I was like, well, we're going to lose now. Like, oh it, it's just you never get rewarded after doing something stupid like that. And so if I was a Bears fan, I think my biggest takeaway – would be that Khalil Mack is pretty f-ing good. Yes, and, really f-ing good. And, but the offense, like especially at quarterback, like if you can't lead a comeback drive there, when are, when are you ever going to? Green Bay does not have an elite defense. No, and, so. and their offense, obviously, with Kaiser, a lot of Green Bay Packer fans gave up, and you were one of them. I want to read your uh, tweeter, your Twitter feed. Yeah, your yeah. Twitter feed uh, as it started. Whenever the Packers were struggling, this is before Rodgers went out too. It says Packers haven't gained a first down. Then Rodgers goes to the <laughs> locker room, uh, looked like he was like tearing up even. You go, well, good season, boys, and good luck in 2019. <laughs> and then it goes, not that it really matters much, but Kaiser is so much better than, than Hundley, which obviously Brett Hundley was the quarterback last Didn't year. Didn't set the bar very Didn't high. Didn't do too much. <laughs> Didn't do too much. Zach then goes, how is this game not a blowout yet? And then Zach goes, there it is, as in it was a blowout. <laughs> that was after the – that was for a little context. The there it is was after Mac picks off the screen pass and then runs it into the end zone. I think at that point it was 17-0. Yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and then you waited. You didn't say a word, but then when they came back, you go, I would go back and retweet all of the cocky first-half Bears Twitter, but I legitimately feel bad. As a Michigan fan, I know the feeling <laughs> of the heartbreaker all too well. I mean, A-Rods just ripped their heart out and stomped on it. And then he goes, that was an all-time football game, the roller coaster of emotions for both sides, one of the fiercest rivalries in pro football, the legend of Aaron Rodgers, the Mac, tr- the Mac trade, the reemergence of the Bears defense, the game had it all. And honestly, you're right, but I could see the roller coaster of emotion with you. It was unbelievable, dude. I went from, 
okay, so they came out hard to, okay, they're gonna they're kind of kicking our ass. Mm-hmm. We're gonna lose this game. To okay, now our season's over because everybody saw how the Packers operated without Rodgers last year. Oh yeah. So now I'm thinking, geez, our season's over one half in, into it. Like he he's done. It's a knee injury. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know if you saw the replay, it looked bad. Oh and yeah. I, I, I hot take here. I don't think he's playing against the Vikings. I think he has an MCL sprain. I think he's going to be done. It depends on how aggressive they want to be with it. They, I mean, it's four to six weeks if you sprain that MCL. So, so we'll see. I know he wants to play against the Vikings. They injured him last year. It's a division rivalry at home again, and that's the team you're competing with the division for, by the way. And you have to go at Minnesota later on. And no matter how it shakes out, if the Packers are able to stay in the race, that's going to decide the division, I think, that mm-hmm. game there. So I understand not wanting to give one up here, but, boy, I don't even know if a healthy Aaron Rodgers beats this Minnesota team. And... Yeah, I don't know, man. I so I yeah, I went from <laughs> we're get, we're losing this game to the Bears at home. Mac is an absolute killer to our season's over to Rodgers comes back and at first I was I was almost mad that they put him back in. I was like, this is a lost cause. Like if he can play, like just let him rest. We, right. Like I'd rather make the as disappointing as it is, I'd rather make the playoffs than you know, try and win this game and get him hurt worse. That was kind of the mindset I was in. Then he starts coming back and I'm like, Okay. Right. I, I I'll be honest with you. I didn't even think Rodgers could do that. That was unbelievable. They were down twenty nothing. Unbelievable. Come back and and that's just a huge heartbreaker for Chicago. And it's just funny to me. I mean, I, I have nothing to say because the Lions got their their asses kicked I, I, all over the field. But. I don't I don't like Bears fans. No, but I hate the Bears. D- I legitimately felt bad after that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. Your thoughts are welcome on Week One. Or also on week two, we do have a voicemail today, Zach. Uh, we have an NFL fan chiming in, Andrew Sherping, who uh, actually worked with Bruce on the Balcony a little bit, did some of our uh, NFL articles when we were doing articles. And nice. uh, he, he wants to kind of get involved with the show. He's got a lot of good NFL insight. And uh, let's see what he has to say about uh, week one and week two. Hey, guys, this is Andrew Sherping. Um, really enjoying the football podcast to be named later. Um, nice. <laughs> it's been great having an hour of podcasts to listen to every week. Um, I want to say a couple things. One, I currently have a bet going whether or not you guys will name your podcast podcast first or if Carson Wentz will play a game first. Mm, and I think it. my I money take, I take is Wentz. on Carson Wentz playing a game. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. That's a good one. Podcast. That's so a good one. Smart um, choice. Okay, Andrew. a couple things I want to talk about. One, uh, I was in the Survivor League. And I picked the Saints week Yee. one, and I thought they were an absolute lock. So did everybody. That game versus Tampa Bay, and they lost. And it was really upsetting. It's the second year in a row when I lost first tough, week tough beats. in a Survivor League. So Yikes. hopefully you guys didn't put any money on that game and are disappointed like me. But that okay, my the other thing picks. I want to say is last time you guys talked about the preseason and how it's too long and that the only people that like it are the people that watch all four days of the NFL Combine, well, I'm one yeah. of those people that love the preseason, <laughs> yeah. and I do want <laughs> all four days of the NFL Combine, so Touché. take that. I think it's great, <laughs> um, but love the show. Fair enough. I think uh, my lock, I'm going to throw in a lock for this week, and it's the Eagles over Tampa Bay. Have fun, guys. So after he gets his heart broken from Tampa Bay, he doesn't believe in Fitzpatrick once again. He's going to take... Fitzpatrick to lose. Better hope Fitzmagic doesn't get you twice. So is Carson Wentz playing this week before we go to our picks? I doubt it. You don't think so? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard anything from the media, but I doubt it. Interesting. All right, that's his do, lock, Do you though. think he does? I don't know. 
and that's that's going to be interesting when we go through the picks. We'll get there in a, in a couple picks. But uh, if you ever want to pick with us, make sure you go on the uh, CBSSports.com, Bruise on the Balcony, uh, I, 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 yeah, Bruise on the Balcony Twitter page to get to the Bruise on the Balcony pick them for the NFL this season. We have already gone through one week, so you're back a few picks, but still a long time in the season. So if you want to get in, now is the time to do it. Once again, go on Twitter at Balcony Bruce Pod or on Facebook. You can scroll down and find our NFL pick them link. Join it. It's free to do. If you win the whole thing, you get your choice of an NFL jersey and some Bruise on the Balcony merch. So get involved in that. Make sure you subscribe, like, retweet, all that good stuff. Week 2 matchups, Baltimore at Cincy. All right, so let's get to the games. First of all, before we do, as I mentioned, Zach was the top dog on our side of things. We'll give a little... Uh, let's go. Uh, yeah, so good, good for you. <laughs> you got 10 wins. I got 9. Big Web in last with 8. Uh, as locks of the week go, I had Detroit lost. So I'm 0-1 with the locks of the week. You and Big Web both 1-0. You at least went out on a limb, though. I tried. Now I'm saying, I'm saying that now, now I'm going oh, okay. for win. So forget nice. forget right. going on a limb. I'm not using my heart anymore. I'm using my brain. So one and zero for Zach and Big Web unlocks the week. And big, this is also big. Our expert picker. You know, we call him expert for a reason. He's very good at what he does. Big Web was three and one with picks against the spread last nice. week. Nice. Minnesota minus five and a half cover. Rams minus two and a half cover. Jacksonville minus three and a half cover. Houston plus six and a half, that close, just lost by half a point. Was Dang. half a point away from being four for four. So Big Web, three and one, starting out. So I'll make sure you hear we got some more picks from Big Web and uh, pretty good start for him. Yeah, no, that was... Not easy pick the NFL. Especially against the spread, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that, was, that was pretty good stuff, Big Web. Pretty impressive. All right, let's get to it. So week two of the NFL, we start out in Cincinnati as the Baltimore Ravens head to Cincinnati for a Thursday night game. Both teams coming off pretty good wins. Cincinnati kind of edging out Indianapolis. Baltimore absolutely just destroying Nathan Peterman and the Bills' defense. Nathan Peterman needs to be in the Arena League if he's still going to play football. I think he's done. Uh, Zach, what do you got here, man? Well, I want to lead the whole picks thing this week by saying week one in the NFL, that's the biggest overreaction like week of all time and mm-hmm. nobody's going to pick the lions everybody's going to pick the ravens if you won big week one i feel like a lot of teams are going to be on the bandwagon or off of it based on three hours of game tape so with that said just keep that in mind going through this weekend like the lions the lions aren't going to play like that again no they'll be better and the lions gonna so, be like you said the lions gonna be favorable towards them now you know right what I mean? right and the ravens aren't going to beat cincinnati by 30 points. Cincinnati's good. Cincinnati's at home. What's the spread on that? The spread is a half point. It's basically so, a pick So it's a pick em. So yeah. if it, because of that spread, I'll, I'll take the Ravens. I, I don't feel great about it. The, the Bengals have some interesting pieces, and they were in a shootout with the Colts on the road for a while. They The final score looked a lot better for Cincinnati than it actually was. The Colts were driving down to tie that game, and they recovered a fumble and took it back 80 yards to the house so i i am not that confident in it but yeah give me the ravens again i'm gonna take cincinnati just for the fact that it's at home and they had good offense uh joe mixon really showed a lot against indy which isn't obviously as good of a defense as baltimore but i'm kind of on the same boat as you i i I never liked buffalo uh i didn't think they're gonna get blown out by 40 but I kind of want to see more from the Ravens until I really trust yeah. that they can win on the road. I, I kind of want to see um, like, if they can win on the road in Cincinnati. I mean, this week, if they can continue the type of success they had in week one, not saying they can't. I just I haven't seen enough yet. And you say, oh, 40 to nothing. It was the Bills and they yeah. were awful. 
Yeah. Awful. That defense tore apart uh, that, that Buffalo offense. So I'm going to take Cincinnati at home. I think the offense will flourish in half a point. I think it'll be close, but I'm going I'm to take Cincinnati. But I would not do it as a main pick. I, I don't love the pick. Even if the spread's three and a half points, more than a field goal, I would have picked Cincinnati. But mm-hmm. since it's basically a pick get give me the team that's, I, I think, been a little bit historically better. Sure. Uh, Big Tone, or Big Webb, takes the Ravens as well. So okay. Zach and uh, Big Webb have the Ravens. I have Cincinnati. Houston at Tennessee. Moving on to uh, next game, we have another AFC matchup. Houston Texans coming off a very, very small loss to uh, the Patriots. Actually, they were down by a lot and ended up coming back and had a chance at the end to possibly tie it up. Uh, Deshaun Watson didn't do great. He got sacked uh, too many times, didn't throw the ball too well. They take on the Titans, who actually uh, did actually lose as well as they went to Miami and lost a game that lasted six hours, I believe, with uh, lightning delays. Longest game in NFL history. So it's hard to read a team like that when you don't know and they keep having to stop and start. You lose momentum and all that stuff. Uh, Mariota gets a little banged up as well. I'm going to take Houston in this one. The spread is 4.5. Tennessee's getting 4.5 at home. It's tough. I don't love the pick as well. If I had to bet on something for a lock, it won't even be close to that. But just the fact that Houston had some resiliency at the end in Foxborough to kind of come back and give themselves a shot, I like the way they played. I think that Watson will have a better week. I don't think Tennessee, even with Mariota, will be able to kind of keep up with them on offense. So I'll take the Texans uh, minus 4.5. Yeah, so it's interesting. Is that line incorporating that they think Mariota may miss the game, or do they think Tennessee's really that bad? Right. It doesn't so, matter because this one does not does not change. This this line right, will stay stagnant. Right, so. and so I think that that's part of it. If Mariota plays and in, if he's healthy, I, I take the Titans in this one. Wow! But right. but they've lost. Hold on here, I'm coming back. Okay. They 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 really got beat up in Miami. They lost Delaney Walker for the year. They lost Mariota. They lost their left tackle Taylor Lewan. That's like three of the best players on their entire roster. Right. So because of how beat up they are, I actually thought the Deshaun Watson stuff was a little bit overblown. When I watched the game, I didn't think he performed that poorly. I think that Bill Belichick schemes outstandingly well, and so I think he'll have a lot better day in Tennessee. Give me the Texans as well. So Texans for Zach, right? Correct? Yes. Texans for Zach, Texans for myself. Big Tones going with Tennessee. Plus four and a half. I guess he liked what he saw. I guess he likes the uh, home field advantage. I'm shocked at the pick, but uh, Big he, Webb likes Tennessee. He must like Mariota to play. I guess so. That's interesting. And I even with Mariota, though, I I just think Houston's the stronger team in, in the long run. But maybe yeah. uh, Tennessee showed him more than they showed me. Kansas City at Pittsburgh. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs. What a week it was for Patrick Mahomes last week. Four touchdown passes. Takes on the Pittsburgh Steelers. A team that has a lot to prove. But they're going to be at home. They're minus 5.5. This one was tough. But the way that Kansas City played, the way that Tyree Kill is just unbelievable as a weapon, 41 fantasy points, a punt return for a touchdown, two receiving touchdowns as well. He's got breakaway speed. And honestly, Pittsburgh's offense, I mean, even if Le'Veon Bell would come back for Week 2, which I don't even know if that's going to happen, I don't think it's strong enough with with Big Ben after Week 1 to – think that they're going to cover five and a half. I can't believe the, the spread's that high, to be honest. And James Conner, everybody's saying he had a great week. He ran 31 times. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say, he ran 31 times. You give a lot of backs in this league 31 attempts, they're going to get over 100 yards. They're going to get at least one touchdown. So I'm not saying he did bad, but 
you put anybody in that situation, I don't know how they don't get 100 yards with that offensive line. I think it's Big Ben's game, and I think, uh, as in he'll lose it, I think that he has to take control, and I don't think he's ready for it. I think Kansas City is is ready for it, and they're getting five and a half as well. That's insane. So, yeah, give me the Chiefs. So Kansas City looked absolutely dominant in Los Angeles this past Sunday. Patty Mahomes looks like the real deal, man. That being said, do you remember two years ago when Kansas City went to Heinz Field? I don't. They were destroyed on Sunday night football in the rain. It was 21 nothing before you could blink. Mm-hmm. They had no answer for Antonio Brown, and now they don't even have Marcus Peters or a large part of what made that defense a strength for them a couple years back. Give me Pittsburgh to bounce back in wow. this game, even with the four and was it four and a half, five and a half, five and a half, yeah, five and a half. I, I I'll, I'll take the Steelers to cover that. That's interesting because I thought the same thing when I looked at the schedules earlier before the season started. But I mean, they didn't they didn't play some patsy quarterback this week. They played Philip Rivers. I mean, yeah. they have a guy that could throw it around, and Kansas City ran away with it at the end. So. When I saw that, I, I said, and then I saw what Big Ben did in week one against the Browns yeah. defense of all people. I mean, you had all your receivers there. You just didn't have Le'Veon. It's the only thing you didn't have, and they struggled a lot. So it'll yeah. be interesting. I, I could I could see them bounce back, but from what I saw in week one, Kansas City's got to be the better team. Yeah, and I wouldn't fault you for it. I, I think long term, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Chiefs have the better record. Just in this game at Heinz Field, it's a tough place to play. Big Ben always plays way better at home than he does on the road, and we talked about how he's inconsistent. He's not consistently good, but he's not consistently bad either. I would expect to for him to throw for a lot of yards at home. They're typically a lot more aggressive, too, at home, especially in their play calling. Mike Tomlin likes to get a little bit more aggressive on his home field. I think that that'll play to their advantage. So Zach goes with Pittsburgh. Dad and I go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Me and Zach now completely different on the first three picks. Are we really? That's head a, to head. Well, we were basically virtually the same through week one, I That's think. That's right. So. It gets a little spicier now. <laughs> it gets a little spicier. Philly at Tampa. Uh, so we move on. We have the Houston Texans. No, we don't. Sorry, I, I don't know where I'm going. We have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are getting three and a half points at home, and that is it. Because of the <laughs> huge week it was for Ryan Fitzpatrick, listen, he's not going to do that again, number no. one. <laughs> number two, it was against the Saints defense, who they thought got better. It didn't. It's not great. Philly's got a way better defense. They're on the road. Even if Wentz doesn't play this game, if Foles will start, which I guess they expect him to. Um, either way, I, I like the Eagles. Three and a half is way too low. This is this is easily one of those games that you get a favorable spread because of what the team did last right. week. Tampa's, I still don't believe Tampa's a great team. I, I still don't think no. they're going to be great. And the most wins they'll get is seven this year. Um, give me Philly. Three and a half, I think it's an easy pick. Yeah, this is... This has got to be close to a lock, right? But we said that last week. Right. But I, th- I honestly think the Saints overlooked Tampa a little bit. The, they've kind of been in the doghouse in that division for a while. I think Tampa just schemed and planned and prepared better than the Saints did last weekend. You won't get that from the defending Super Bowl champs. The Eagles are going to prepare. They'll do their due diligence. Now, a part of the reason this could be three and a half in addition to what Fitzy did is if they think Nick Foles is going to play still, he didn't look great against the Falcons, but still, they won that game. So if they can beat the Falcons with Foles, they can beat the Pats with Foles, they can beat the Vikings with Foles, they can beat the Bucks with Foles. Eagles all day. So Dad's also got the Eagles. Clean sweep of the Philadelphia Eagles. LA Chargers at Bills. 
Um, next up, we have the L.A. Chargers taking on the Buffalo Bills. Bills get blown out against the Baltimore Ravens. That that game was in Buffalo, right? Or was it in Baltimore? I really don't remember. That's a great question. Well, let's take a look. I think it was in Buffalo. I believe it was as well. I can't. Uh, no, it was in Baltimore. It was. It was in Baltimore. All right. So the Buffalo Bills go home with the big fan base, getting seven and a half points against the Los Angeles Chargers. Any chance you're going to pick the Bills here? The spread's big, man. It's a big spread, but Josh Allen is doo-doo pants. So <laughs> nice. I like that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the Chargers have to win this game. Yeah. They, they performed awful. There were guys picking them to win the Super Bowl. A lot of the mainstream media is on the Chargers bandwagon, and I, I, I do think they're a talented team. I think Phillip Rivers feels like he hasn't got it done in big moments, but this isn't a big moment. They should roll. Yeah. Chargers all the way around. Uh, Big Web's got them. I got them. Offense should flourish. Let's move on. Carolina at Atlanta. So next up we have the Carolina Panthers against the Atlanta Falcons. An interesting game. Carolina showed up. The offense passing game, at least, did not flourish as much as I thought it would. They end up getting the win. Uh, Ran the ball well. McCaffrey got involved. Cam Newton got a rushing touchdown once again. It's just what he does. They play Atlanta, who's coming off a very and I mean very disappointing loss against Philly to open up the season last Thursday. They're minus 5.5 points. This is tough in Atlanta. Um, Just because I think Carolina-Atlanta could be a shootout, I think both teams are good enough on offense. The Panthers do lose Greg Olson now. Could be for the year, possibly. Re-injured that foot. And uh, I don't know what they're going to have there at tight end anymore, but... What I saw from McCaffrey and Funchess and, and what Cam is just able to do, just he looks so nonchalant, but he's so athletic. He can figure out how to make plays happen. It's going to be tough for Atlanta's defense. And on the other side, I think Atlanta's offense will step it back up. This is an easy over, I think, in this one. I think it's going to be a fun one to watch, offensive back and forth. But just because I think it'll be close, I'm going to give the edge to Carolina because they're getting 5.5 points. I think it's too many, so I'm going to take uh, the Panthers. Yeah, I, I like the Falcons to win the game, gun to my head, but I, I'm with you. It's really close. That NFC South is incredibly talented across the board, minus the Bucks. but even the Bucks walked right into the Superdome and won. So nothing is for granted in that division, and I'm with you. Five and a half points, is, it's just too much. Way too much. It, it's too much, and so with the spread, I'll take the Panthers. If I had to pick a winner in the game— Falcons got to win that thing. They at have home. to. They have to win that game at home. I just, I just don't know if they cover five and a half. Over is over under set at 44 and a half. I think they're going to cover that, both teams. I just think it's going to be an offensive slugfest, and I think Carolina, it's going to be close. They might lose the game, but I think they'll cover five and a half. Uh, Big Webb is also uh, agreeing with us. He'll take the Carolina Panthers as well. Cleveland at New Orleans. Uh, next up, we have the Cleveland Browns will go and take on. The New Orleans Saints, as that one is going to be at noon on Sunday in New Orleans. New Orleans is minus eight and a half points. Now, Cleve, this is another interesting one because if you had to tell me who was going to give New Orleans a better game, Tampa or Cleveland, last week, I would have said Cleveland. Like that's how bullish I am on the Browns' offense compared to the last couple of years. But the question is, after they get romped at home, they still had a chance to come back. They lost by fourteen, I guess, whatever it was. At the end, they, I mean, I mean, the Saints had no problem putting up points. They right. just couldn't stop anybody. That's the problem, though. Could they stop Cleveland? Eight and a half, still a big spread. Will they mess up again? It's it's tough for me. This is very very tough because I don't know if I trust that defense after last week. 
I'm going to go with the Saints just because they're at home again. A team that doesn't lose, lose at home very often. Breeze is going to score points. Look at him in fantasy again. Alvin Kamara, huge week last week. New Orleans just has to play their game, and they have to get a kick in the ass after last week. Their defense has to, and I think this is the week they hopefully turn it around. Cleveland, though, I could see them really, really going after him and really running the ball well and, and using that offense the way they should, but I just don't know. I, I, I'm going to give New Orleans the nod just because they're at home. It's a lot of points again, but I think that they're going to be good enough to score points, and we haven't seen Cleveland score a ton yet. Just in week one, they had 24 points, so... I think they're going to have to score 30-plus to keep up with New Orleans, and I don't think they're going to be able to. So I don't love it, but give me New Orleans to win a game and cover the 8.5. Hey, you never like those big spreads, but go back to the well. Don't overthink this. What are the Cleveland Browns in the last two years? We said earlier in the show, 131-1, and one, they lose. Yep. <laughs> so they're losers. G- give me the Saints, minus 8.5. You have to trust this team. You have to trust this offense. The offense looked fine. I hope the defense gets it together. I think they will. There's a lot of talent on that side of the ball that has panned out. They nailed every single one of those draft picks, and so... Yeah, I don't trust the Browns at all. Big Webb does. He's got the Cleveland Browns for the second straight week. (laughs) Let me tell you, he did say during the preseason show, he said things to watch the Cleveland Browns because they're better. He said they cover a lot of spreads. Mm -hmm. They might be 131-1 the last couple years, but they do cover spreads, and that's what they do. Um, So he's very bullish on them. He'll take Cleveland with the 8.5. Interesting pick. We'll see how that works out. Taylor didn't look bad. Tyrod looked okay last week against Pittsburgh's defense. Could have done better. Um I just, I just don't think that they can keep up with that offense. Big Ben struggled. They had five turnovers and still scored 24 points. Yeah. I mean, think about New Orleans if they take care of the football. They're right. going to just, just – I mean, they could destroy him. So it's tough. But Big Web's got Cleveland. Me and Zach got New Orleans. I, I, I'd take, I, I would take Cleveland if, if the game was in Cleveland. One X factor to keep in mind that could play for Big Web, Josh Gordon – was not really schemed for since he joined the team so late for week one. I think that he could get a little wild in New Orleans, and that, that could help him cover. Uh, 314-877-8597. Again, if you want to pick with us or give us your thoughts on week two or any other uh, games coming up this season. Indiana, Washington. Next up, we have Indianapolis. We'll head out to Washington. The Redskins minus five and a half points. How about old man Adrian Peterson? 22 fantasy points, running the ball well. They have a nice two, one-two punch back there with him and Chris Thompson. Alex Smith showed a lot of poise as well. They won the game pretty well last week. Five and a half, though, against Andrew Luck, who showed up as well last week in the loss against Cincinnati. Will Washington be able to run against Indy? I think they will. The question is, will Indy be able to respond and uh, hopefully have the passing game going. I'm going to say they do. I, I think five and a half is too much. I think this game is a three-point game. I think Washington will win it. I don't think they'll cover, though. I'll give Indy the uh, the nod and go with plus five and a half. So this game this game's in Indianapolis? No, it's in uh, Washington. It's in Washington. So w- one of my bigger takeaways from week one was how good the Redskins looked. Uh, it, it's the Cardinals. The Cardinals should finish in the bottom of the barrel this year. Uh Rose will most likely be in there sooner than later. Bradford looked awful, so take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, I thought the Redskins looked looked better than I thought they'd perform. I thought the Redskins were going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL before the season started. It's a, They got a long way to go. They could still very well get there. But one of my biggest takeaways watching the team was Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. And I think Kirk Cousins is a – like, give me Kirk Cousins over Alex Smith. But one thing I noticed about that was – 
yeah, Kirk Cousins is probably a little bit better thrower of the football. He's probably a bit of better passer, but the mental side and the maturity from Alex Smith is it's something that's overrated, and for whatever reason, I just really noticed it in that Redskins game. He's just... The guy knows what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the Redskins are actually going to float for a little while. I I think the Colts' defense is just terrible. It's awful. I like Andrew Luck, too, and when you have a good quarterback, it helps you cover. So I, I don't feel good about it, but with Redskins at home, I'll take the Redskins. So Zach goes Redskins minus 5.5. Myself at Big Web go with the Indianapolis Colts. Minnesota at Green Bay. Next up, we have a game that I think is going to be tough for you. For me and Big Web, we're pretty set. Minnesota heads to Green Bay. The spread is nothing. Half a point. Green Bay's minus half a point. Maybe, I guess, a view of who could be NFC North champions. This is a big game for both these teams. Question is, can Rodgers come back? Is he healthy enough to come back? He's, he's going to play. He said in his post-game interview, he goes, I'm playing next week no matter what happens. He's going to still be on one leg, I bet. I think he's still going to get over that injury. Minnesota looked great last week. Kirk Cousins looks comfortable with his new team. Uh, He hit Thielen. He hit Diggs. He hit Rudolph eventually. They had the running game going with Cook and Murray. The defenses did their thing. Minnesota's a great team. And the fact that they're only – they're getting points. They're getting half a point in Lambeau with that defense that did struggle against the Bears, of all people. I got to take Minnesota here. Yeah, uh, this is a no-brainer, man. Yeah. Oh, you're uh, really you're going against your boys. Yeah, well, so if it's a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I'm probably picking them at Lambeau. Minnesota, now again, take the Minnesota result with a grain of salt, too. The 49ers roster isn't there yet, but they made Jimmy Garoppolo out to look not very good. Again, they're pretty hard to play against in U.S. Bank. That's a newer stadium. It doesn't really have that uh, vibe yet. It's not known as one of the tougher places to play. They don't lose there very often. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be a different story on the road at Lambeau, but even if Rodgers plays, he has struggled against Mike Zimmer defenses. That is the one defense I've seen since he, he's been hired to be the head coach of the Vikings that has slowed Rodgers down mentally. Mm-hmm. You don't see anybody do that. Vic Fangio, who's a really good defensive coordinator with the Bears, he, he never slows Rodgers down mentally. He's still able to do what he does. Now, they have playmakers galore, and that's what was the issue on Sunday night. But Zimmer's scheme and the guys he has in place, they're they're really damn good. That's the best defense in the NFC oh, yeah. by a pretty wide margin. Rams, Rams are right there, too, but the Ra- it's close. Rams, Rams are good, but, yeah, I'd, I'd still take the Vikings defense. They have certified badasses everywhere. Harrison Smith, one of the best safeties in the league. Xavier Rhodes, badass. Everson Griffin, questionable off the field. He's kind of a weird dude. Mm-hmm. But on the field, badass. Sheldon Richardson, awesome. That team is – they don't have a hole anywhere. They got they got a mean streak to them. It's great. They, and their yeah. offense is talented yeah. too. And, and, I mean, I'm supposed to hate the Vikings, but I, I'm a defensive guy. I played defense in college. I love defense. Mm-hmm. So – yeah, give, give me the Vikings to win that. I think Rodgers is going to be on one leg. I'm telling you, don't be surprised if he doesn't play in this game. I think that the injury was worse than they're letting on. It's one thing to play through it when you are already got the adrenaline going and you're already loose and they can shoot you up with all sorts of crap. It's another story to try and make a start the next week. Wow. Clean sweep. Minnesota all the way through. Big Web also likes them as well. And uh, we'll get to it later, but a little sneak peek. That is one of his uh, picks against the spread that you have to take for sure. Yeah. Miami at New York Jets. Moving on. So you have Miami heading to the New York Jets, J-E-T-S. 
monstrous win against Detroit, embarrassed them at Ford Field. As we mentioned, Detroit's not going to play that bad again. I mean, they, you know, as well as New York played, Detroit played that bad too. We, we didn't mention that. However, two and a half points against a Miami team that, in my opinion, snuck away with a win against Tennessee. And again, you can't take anything from a game that lasted six hours and had up and downs and breaks and whatever. I, I'm still not bullish on Miami. The Jets showed a lot. And now they're coming home where they could show even more. And uh, playing Miami, I don't think they're that strong. Two and a half is way too low. Give me uh, the goddamn Jets. So I'll take the Jets as well. You know, I'm on the Sam Darnold train. I will say, let me get on record. This is an opinion I had before the draft, but I haven't talked about it on the podcast. Of the quarterbacks in this draft that are rookies, I am a fan of Rosen and Darnold. Mm-hmm. I think Baker will work for a while. I don't think he's worth the with a pick. And I think Josh Allen will suck. And I don't, I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be anything. But I, if I had to bet on one guy to just be the, the effing man for the next 10 years, I would still bet on Rosen over Darnold. But Darnold is freaking solid. You've seen him. You know at this point that he's, he's the guy, man. And so coming home, I agree, two and a half is too low. Dolphins aren't anything special on either side of the ball. So I think the Jets roll, man. Jets all the way around as uh, Big Web also takes the – J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Be a fun game to watch at noon on Sunday. Detroit at San Francisco. Moving to 3 o'clock games. Two teams that want to bounce back. And the spread shocks me. I mean, completely shocks me. Detroit heads out after getting embarrassed from the Jets. They take on the San Francisco 49ers at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Niners are minus 5.5 points against this Detroit team. I cannot believe that they're disrespecting Detroit that much. I know you play bad. To me, this is a a no-brainer to take Detroit. San Francisco is going to be good at home, but I think that offense is going to be way better than it was last week. I still believe in Stafford. I still believe in the weapons he has. To me, it doesn't matter what the defense does. Detroit's going to score points against San Francisco. Give me the Lions plus 5.5. Well, in addition to you hoping for the bounce back, they just became a lot harder to scheme for with the emergence of Kenny Galladay last night. Yes. Now they have three legitimate weapons in the passing game to go along with what hopefully is a better rushing attack. They can say they want to run the ball all they want, but I didn't see anything no. of it last night. So they have to be more effective at running on early downs. I think that both teams are going to have success Uh, on offense I could actually see this game getting pretty high up there to be honest with you because I wasn't impressed with the Lions defense I think they'll do a lot better but I'm also a believer in Jimmy G I think that he's he's pretty damn good so I think that there's going to be a lot of points both teams weaknesses I think right now are on defense you have veteran players for the Lions on the offensive side of the ball it's a good offense and for the 49ers they have the guy at the helm that's a decent offense and so they both struggle on defense we'll see I think I like the Lions to cover. If I had to pick the game, I think I'd pick the 49ers. So you got the Niners as well. I got the, I got the Lions to cover the spread. Though. Oh, you do have Detroit to cover yeah. the spread, but San Francisco to win the game. Yeah. All right. So me and you are in in uh, agreement. Big Web does take San Francisco against us, as he will uh, take the minus five and a half. Arizona at LA Rams. Moving on to another three o'clock game. Arizona headed to the LA Rams. Biggest spread of the weekend, 13.5 points. L.A. is minus 13.5. Basically means they need to score two touchdowns and win this one by two touchdowns. Look, Arizona's bad. Um, The Rams are good. It's in L.A. But you didn't really see David Johnson become David Johnson last week. I think he has a chance to even against a good defense. He's just got that type of running skill. 
and he's very smart, very patient. Sam Bradford has, still has a very high pass completion in his career. So 13 and a half is a lot of points, man. I like Arizona here. I, I think the Rams are good, but they're a team that can also get caught up with all the weapons they have. They don't almost know what to use sometimes at certain points. The Raiders started out pretty good against them, too. Went up 7 to nothing, kind of controlled them for a bit. They eventually ran away with it, but Arizona's a team that 13 and a half is too much. I think Johnson could score a couple touchdowns. Too many points. Give me uh, Arizona. Yeah, it's way too many points. That is that is an absurd, absurd line. I know the Rams are good, and I think the Cardinals suck too. Like, I get the logic of it. It's still the NFL. It's the National Football League. Obviously, we both, I think, think the Rams are going to win this football game, but to win it by two touchdowns, it's not a stretch that Arizona could hang in this thing. Now, they've lost a couple pieces on defense. It feels like they've just let everybody walk out the door from Calais Campbell to Tyran Matthew to Tony Jefferson. It feels like they're all in different places now, but they still have Patrick Peterson. They have some decent pieces on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, I, I mean, Sam Bradford blows, yeah. but... Straight up. It's 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 the National Football League. That that's what I'm coming back to in this. They're the teams are too competitive, they're too close. I'm willing to die I'm willing to be wrong on thirteen and a half, you know? Absolutely. So so we're both uh same thing then. We're both right at uh the Arizona Cardinals and then Big Web goes to the Rams, of course. I don't know how many I've had different with Big Web. It's been a lot. It's it's been the majority of the picks. I'm pretty sure. Big Web is a little bit of a renegade. He he, he wasn't he talking t- telling us about big point spreads and not to pick big point spreads. Then he, he loves the Rams takes, this week. Takes thirteen and a half points. It's another one that's wow. in his like big takes, like in the big four picks. Well, so, okay, Dude, interesting. That, that is a hot. That is a flaming hot take. Crazy hot take. <laughs> but again, he was right about the Bears last week, so I won't say yeah. a word. Yeah, we can't talk shit. That's right. New England at Jacksonville. Last 3 o'clock game, uh, New England takes on Jacksonville. Best game, in my opinion, of the week. Fun game to watch. It's going to be awesome to see Tom Brady battle this defense. It's going to be fun to see if the defense can stop Blake Bortles and Fournette. Well, is Fournette out? I mean, he had some of the hamstring. Okay, so I have him on my fantasy team, so I actually have a bit of knowledge of All right. So he left the game with a hamstring injury. It was classified as minor. There's no damage long term that'll keep him out for months and months he said after the game that he could have come back into the game if it was close they they felt like they could win and hold him out so that's what they did so that leads me to believe I think he's probably going to play this week Mm -hmm. however they're kind of being mum I think because they don't want to tip off the Patriots if I had to bet I think he's going to suit up this is a big game the Jaguars want to win it so yeah I bet I bet you he plays and Jacksonville's getting two and a half Getting two and a half points. This is this is so you're taking Jacksonville. Jags, baby. <laughs> this is a Jags podcast. Re- revenge game. I'm gonna take the Patriots. Um dude, you're wild. I, I'm wild here. I'm going against our, our podcast. I'm going against the fandom. Everybody loves Jacksonville. But this is this is hard because I know that New England's favorite in this game on the road too, but the only question mark I still have who did struggle in week one is Blake Bortles. Yeah. And I wanna see what Bortles has against New England. I think Brady will figure out how to get in the red zone, score a couple TDs. It's not going to be a high-scoring game, I don't think. The Patriots have to play defense in this game to have a shot to win this one. But I think that the one question mark I have is Blake Bortles against that defense. Everything else seems like it's pretty set, where I think New England will score a little bit. I just don't think Jacksonville is going to score much. 
tough, tough game. But give me, give me New England. I, I'm interested to see what they do. The, the Fournette playing or not could loom so large in that game because oh, yeah. he is basically their offense. So 100%, yeah. In addition to that, Tom Brady doesn't have any weapons. Does it really matter? Probably not. The one question mark I have for the Patriots is September football games don't mean a lot to them. Right. They don't really care. That's Bill true. Belichick that is, is true. He's on record saying he views it as basically an extension of the preseason. And so for that reason, in addition to the fact that although they played a lot good last weekend against the Texans, I don't think their defense is very good. And I think Baltimore will be – or, geez – Jacksonville will be able to keep up with the Patriots and win that football game and at least cover. So, yeah, give me Jacksonville, man. I'm so, so far left on the bandwagon, you know? <laughs> like, there's no getting off it at this point, man. All right, so uh, Big Web has Dallas as well, but I take – or not Dallas, Jacksonville. I'm looking at the next game. And uh, I got the New England Patriots. We were all over the place in this one. I, we are. I got a lot of... Uh, Next weekend's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting <laughs> on the show, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Dad and Zach both have Jacksonville. I have New England. Sunday Night Football. New York Giants at Dallas. Moving on to uh, Sunday Night Football. New York Giants head to Dallas. And the Giants are getting two and a half points. Uh, both teams falling last week. Dallas falls to Carolina. The Giants... Fell to remind me. Uh, Giant, Giants Jacksonville. Fell to Jacksonville. Fell to Jacksonville. Five, I want to say. Yeah. So it was closer um, than some people expected. The Giants were at home. Saquon Barkley finally gets uh, a big time run and, yeah. and has a pretty good a good game for the rookie. He heads out to Dallas. Another good running back in Zeke Elliott, who uh, you could see the struggles with their offense, especially the first half. Really didn't perform well. They had a comeback a little bit against Carolina, but still the the Panthers kind of held them off. I cannot believe the Giants are getting points in this. I know it's a rivalry game, but Dallas is in trouble. I mean, if, if for what I saw on Sunday happens again, if Zeke doesn't have any good success in the first half like he didn't, I mean, they got lucky they were even in that game. He started doing some things in the second half. They have no passing game, literally none. And they better figure it out quick, go sign somebody, maybe get Des Bryant back. It, it's it's going to be rough, though, for Dallas all season long. I cannot believe they're favored in this game. Uh, give me give me the Giants. I think it's an easy cover. That's even probably my lock of the week. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think the Cowboys, yeah, they're in, in trouble is a perfect phrase for it. They looked like dog shit yes. in Carolina. And, and it was on the road. And so, again, this is a big overreaction week. So the Cowboys will look better. That'll be a close game. It's a division rivalry and everything. Remember, the, this is why I was a little bit high on the Giants. I think I picked them second in the division behind the Eagles. This team's two years removed from going 11-5, and five, and they have – Everybody in place, aside from Ben McAdoo, really, and they added a couple of really good players, Saquon being one of them. The defense is good. They're not going to give up. They're not going to let Zeke run wild on them, I don't think. Mm -hmm. They have Snacks Harrison in the middle. They got guys coming off the edge. They snagged Ogletree from the Rams. Their secondary is really good. Not that you need a great secondary to defeat this Cowboys team, but they're solid on defense, and they have weapons on offense. I mean, they're loaded at every position on offense except for the quarterback position. They're trying to help Eli out as much as they can. They got OBJ, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, and Barkley in the backfield, of course. So, yeah, yeah, give me the Giants, man. So, Giants for me and Zach. Big Web's going with Dallas. He uh, Does he know something we don't? Because we're he, going a lot is, different than him. You would know this, TJ. Is he, is he a Dak Prescott guy? He, not really. I think he's more of a... a Zeke Elliott guy, I I don't know what his deal is. I am not a Dak Prescott guy. I'm not a huge Dak Prescott guy either, when he, especially when he doesn't have a receiver to throw to. I feel like I'm going to be vindicated in that take this season, by the way. 
I, I you think, think so? Yeah, well, because you're going to find out. He's going to have to prove it this year. Yeah, but the problem is he, he's got to pre- – if he proves it this year, I mean, all, all hats off to him because – He's got no weapons. I mean, that, that's it. I, I guess mean, that'll he has be, to. That'll be the that'll be the narrative. I'm just I'm approaching it more from okay. You have a run game. You have an offensive line, but that's not going to be it. You're going to have to win games through the air. And if you're as great as all the mainstream media keeps telling me you are, you're going to do that. Well, they put seven in the box. Will. It means Zeke's not going to go anywhere. That, that's yeah. the problem. If you're one dimensional, you're going to be you're yeah. going to lose a bunch of games this year. Double digit losses, even. Right. I think Dallas is better than that, but you know what I mean. I mean, you have yeah. to have a passing game. And, and he can't stretch the field either. He's limited no. in what he can do. So he is mobile. I, I will give him that. He can roll out. He can make some some plays happen with his feet. But yeah, I, I'm kind of with you a little bit. Big, big kid too. Like I I wouldn't be surprised if in the future if they keep him. To, if they started running, adopting a little bit of that Carolina Panthers offense and having him do a little bit of what Cam Newton does. All right, so uh, Big Web does take Dallas, and me and Zach take uh, the New York Giants. Monday Night Football, Seattle at Chicago. Final one we have, Monday Night Football. You have the Chicago Bears. Brutal, brutal loss to uh, the Green Bay Packers. Zach loves to see it. Up 20 to nothing <laughs> in Lambeau. They're minus 3.5 against Seattle. You know... I'm going to give the Bears this pick because they showed me enough to really see what they can do. The spread's really low. Seattle didn't play well last week. They also lost. Um, Chicago with, I mean, Mac was an, you can already tell, is an unbelievable, probably the acquisition of the offseason. I mean, unbelievable job. Forced fumble, fumble recovery, pick six. You name it, this guy did it. In the first half, he did it all this. It was the best half in the history of the NFL statistically. 100%. And you never want to, he's obviously not happy about someone getting hurt, but the hit that hurt Aaron Rodgers was Mac. Yeah. He was the one to hit him. So he he's a big guy. He's athletic. He's got speed. He's smart. This defense is completely, completely different with him. And I think they have a, he has a chance to win Defensive Player of the Year from what he's shown. It's it's so early. <laughs> he's the clubhouse leader. <laughs> but he the, everybody's on his back now. I mean, yeah. that sideline was, you could tell, we're just smiling ear to ear in that first half. So, um, But you can see with a good quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, people can come back against Chicago. Seattle didn't show me enough. They're going to struggle this year. Um, they, as well, kind of in, in the same instance as Dallas, doesn't have too many weapons anymore. And when they do, they, they were getting hurt. You know, Doug Baldwin, we don't know what his status is. Tyler Lockett had a big-time reception for a touchdown last week, which he can do, but I, I don't really see them. They're kind of one-dimensional. Chris Carson hasn't really, I guess, started that run game yet. The defense didn't show me enough. I, I'm going to take Chicago in this, just from what they showed me last week. This is a huge, huge game for the city of Chicago. If they lose this game, it's going to be Burn back. Burn Soldier Field down. It's going to be back to the same old Bears, and they're at home against the Seahawks, who, you're right, are not going to be a playoff team this year. And so if you lose that game at home and start out 0-2, boy, you're going to be in trouble. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they, they got to win this thing, and I think they will. I, I will take the Bears in this one. The one concern I have about the Bears is that in the back end, they have some decent players, but they have some holes. You saw it. The Packers exploit it with Bryce Callahan. They have two good secondary players, in my opinion, and that is uh, Adrian Amos, the safety, and they have, of course, Kyle Fuller. Now, if he did drop the interception, but he's he's pretty darn good. And in the front seven, obviously, they are monsters. Russell Wilson's going to be running for his life. They have not built an offensive line at all. It's one of the worst offensive lines in pro football. I, I actually think Chris Carson's pretty good. I think it's what you see is more because Seattle can't block for him. Seattle has a decent enough defense. I think it'll be a pretty close game. But, yeah, give me Chicago. 
So there we go. We all are with the Chicago Bears uh, for Monday Night Football. So there we go. That's our picks for the week. Now let's get to uh, Big Web's best plays of the week. So as I mentioned last week, he had three wins in the pool, three and one overall, was a half point away from at least pushing the uh, pick for the Texans against the New England Patriots, so almost went 4-0. This week, and, and I'm sorry, also last week, he had the long shot Bears and Cleveland. He did. He picked both of those, both covered. So uh, this week... Some that I don't really agree with, but we'll see. We'll see what he does. He's 3-1. and one. The man knows what he's talking about. Baltimore, he has first against Cincinnati, minus 5.5. That game is on Thursday night. He likes Baltimore to, to win that game. I like Cincy, but uh, Big Web says Baltimore. He is the expert. Chiefs is his number two pick. He's got the Chiefs, which I love, getting 5.5 against Pittsburgh. You're kind of iffy on that one. Chiefs is number two. Number three is the Minnesota Vikings. I think we all love this one. Slam dunk pick. Plus a half point. They're getting points against Green Bay and Lambeau on Sunday afternoon. Finally, the one that I uh, is this is his, his Chicago pick from last week. It's the Rams minus 13 and a half, whopping 13 and a half. I mean, Arizona scores, you're already sweating. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, they yeah. David Johnson flops himself into the end zone one time, and you're still sweating. Yeah. Uh, so Big Web likes it. I mean, again, he's he's done well so far, but that one is one I'm kind of like, wow. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. So Ravens, Chiefs, Vikings, Rams. Final one. He likes New Orleans and the Cleveland over, and uh, the over under is set at 50 points. So uh, for the New Orleans Cleveland game, New Orleans Cleveland 50 points over under. But the I, way I that, don't know. I don't love that either. I don't love it either. I, I just because I think you could either see. New Orleans make mistakes, or you could see New Orleans score and blow them out, and Cleveland not scoring enough. Didn't he take the Browns this week? He took the Browns, yeah. So Plus one, one eight of those. And a half. I hate to hate to be the bearer of bad news. There's no way both of those are right. If the Browns win the game, they're not scoring 30 points. Right. It's going to be like an 18 to 15, 21 to 18 game. You know. Yeah. And if the Saints win. <sighs> I don't see the Saints winning like 30 to 20. You yeah. Know? I feel like they'll either win a close battle or they're just going to absolutely take over and ransack them. So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't love that. But we'll, hey, we'll see. We'll <laughs> he, see. He's three and one. He's doing pretty good so far. <laughs> can't, can't argue with the numbers. So Ravens, Chiefs, Vikings, Rams, New Orleans, Cleveland over his five picks of this week. Once again, guys, thank you for listening. And uh, before we go, we do want to give you our locks of the week. Big Web did not send me his lock of the week, so I will take one of these picks. Maybe let's have some fun. If one of us picks one of these games, we'll give him a different game just to kind of spread things out. Well, well, let's pick a game because I like what you did last week. It's no fun when you pick just the absolute favorite. We'll pick one game that's off limits. You can't pick that as the lock, so you got to go out on a limb a little bit. Okay. How's that? Uh, That's fine with me. I'm going to go with one that's uh, that's interesting but I love is – the one I was talking about earlier, Giants plus two to half against Dallas. I, I love that game going into Dallas. Uh, the Giants showed a lot later on in the game. I think they have more weapons than Dallas does. Dallas losing points at home. I just don't see them hanging in. Give me the Giants plus two and a half is my lock of the week. Giants plus two and a half is your lock. What's the game we're going to go off limits? Is it the Saints game? Saints-Cleveland? Or? I'll say Saints-Cleveland. I will even say um, Rams-Arizona. Rams-Arizona. That's probably even worse. Yeah. Uh, just because of the point spread. You know what? Give me the Redskins at home. Okay. Interesting. That's, that's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Five and a half. Not a bad pick. So Zach has Washington. I have the Giants going to Dallas. Big Web had uh, the Ravens, Chiefs, Vikings, Rams. Let's go ahead. Um, I think out of that group, he'd probably pick the Vikings. 
uh, I would say. The Vikings are the Chiefs, so. That was actually my runner-up. Was mean, it? You can't lock if Aaron Rodgers is on the field. You're right. But, yeah, especially if – I feel like it's a 50-50 shot he plays, and if he doesn't, <laughs> there's literally no way. <laughs> so we'll give we'll give Big Web Minnesota. We'll give him a good, a good pick for his lock of the week. So I had the Giants. Zach has Washington. And Big Web has Minnesota. That's our locks of the week. And that'll do it for the uh, week two show of the pro football show to be named later. And I think uh, Andrew was right. I think we'll probably see Carson Wentz on the field before we uh, have our actual name. We might just keep the name as it is. I mean, pro football show to be hey. named later. Who knows? And it kind of it kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. Uh, Zach, you got anything else? Any fantasy sleepers to look at this week? <sighs> fantasy sleepers? I don't know. Hey, I'm one to know. I scored the most points in my league. Nice. I dominated. Good job. So, same, same. We'll see. Oh, I had Tyree hey, Kill. I pulled off a little workday trade today, too. Who's Okay, I, what'd I, you so, get? So I dumped, I dumped Evan Ingram. Okay. Yeah, he didn't do very well. I saw that he was fourth in line in targets behind Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. and Sterling Shepard, in addition to also Odell Beckham. So that that was bad news for me. So I dumped him for Jack Doyle. The guy in our yeah. league that has Jack Doyle also has Zach Ertz, and he's a Giants fan. So oh. I figured probably pretty expendable, and he'd probably like Evan Ingram. I actually offered him a couple of starting running backs, Matt Breida and Peyton Barber. I was nice. like, I'll give you one of these three. Like, are, are you down to do it? And he wanted Evan Ingram. So I was like, well, perfect. That's who I would have chosen to kick off. I don't need two tight ends, so whatever. L- little fancy update. I am starting AP this week. Hey, how'd you, uh, how'd you do week one? 135 to 122 victory. Yeah, that'll win. So well, uh, AP we'll went, see. AP went off for He you. did, but I didn't, I didn't start him. You didn't I, start him. I put him on the bench, so I had uh, wow. running backs. I had Zeke and McCaffrey, and then... Yeah, at, I can't argue with that. At receivers, I had Diggs, Hill, and then I started Marvin Jones oh, in the flex. Oh, me and you both have Tyreek Hill. Yes, I forgot about 41 that. points, baby. You gotta Yikes. love it. But uh, I sat AP. I thought about putting him in, but I'm, I'm starting him this week against, uh, against Indy. I like him this week, so okay. we'll see what happens. As long as uh, uh, Chris Thompson doesn't take too many of his uh, options and touches, I should have a pretty good week. Chris Thompson's damn good, isn't He's he? Quick. And He's he had, so he, good. Like, Stats-wise, he had a better game than AP. Like I mean, yards per carry, yards per yeah. catch, all it's that. It's just that but, he's not big enough to get a lot of carries. But, so they work well wow. together. You yeah. know? But either, either one I'd start this week against Indy. Indy's not the greatest defense in the world. But. D- defense is awful. The only yeah. reason they stay in games and are competitive is because of Andrew Luck. Only re- and and he, did, he did do well. I hate Andrew Luck, but he did do well. He proved you're, me wrong. You're a big, you're big Andrew Luck hater. I'm a big, I'm a big haterade guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking a lot of haterade for Andrew Luck. All right, guys, that'll do it. Uh, again, if you want to follow us, at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter, on Facebook, search us on Instagram as well. And if you want to get involved, 314-877-8597 with all your NFL picks. Thanks, guys. For Zach, I'm TJ for Big Web. See you guys next time.